The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today we're going to continue our series of thought leader interviews with John Ekman from Conversionista. His title is the Chief Conversionista. Welcome, John. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, now I figured since it's winter time, we might as well have a representative from uh, sunny Sweden. Uh, I understand you're based in <laughs> Stockholm. What's the weather there like right now? Oh, uh, I just. I, I, I still got the garbage left because the garbage truck guys refused to take it because there was too, too much snow getting out of the driveway. So that's, that's the situation right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I, the only time I visited, visited Stockholm was on my honeymoon, and it was uh, in July. So I have stayed right there on the, at the Hilton, right on the Slusen, and had a great time. But, so my, but my travel advice to people is visit Stockholm in July. Yeah, July is great. The Swedish summer is, is really nice, but the only problem is it's short, so if you sleep late that day, you'll miss it. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, well, uh, John, I know that you're kind of a Internet dinosaur, I guess you could say. You've been at this uh, about as long as I have since the mid-'90s, and especially in Sweden, you're one of the, the first guys to both you know, consult and be hands-on and operational with conversion improvement work. Uh, tell me how you see kind of the, the larger arc uh, of how conversion has changed over the last 15 years. I, I wouldn't say it has changed. It's just uh, here in Sweden, at least, it's just basically starting to happen. And I think it's, I, I think it's really mind-blowing that, that the, the issue of conversion has taken, I mean, the commercial Internet is about 15 years old. And right now, people are starting to pay attention to that, which I think is great. But that it has actually taken 15, I mean, Internet years, 15 years is like 90 years or something. So it's... Um, it's, it's yeah, so so why amazing. do you think it's, uh, it's taken that long to uh, catch on? I usually say that it's because people are, have been so focused on chasing eyeballs. They, uh, they were trying to get people with display ads, and then they were trying to get them on... on um, on YouTube, and then they were trying to get them on those in the social media, wherever they, they they were just chasing the eyeballs, so they didn't really pay attention to what they actually did with all those visitors. That's a plain answer. Yeah, I, I think I tend to agree with that. There's a you know people have been focused on acqui- on traffic acquisition, getting people to the site, and whatever the method of the moment is. Uh, that's where the budgets were getting spent, so that's where the attention went. But I think all of the easy tricks for getting traffic to your site are are gone now, and uh, people are a lot more sophisticated. I, I, I often use an example. I, I've been in the online gambling business for a while, and I was I was ahead of um, running a couple of, of gambling sites. And uh, some of them, were, were when I took over, they were really performing poorly. And we turned them around pretty quickly. And the, and the reason why we did so was that we were basically paying 100, you know, something for a 
per visitor, and then we got 95 out. So we were losing money on each uh, on everyone. And <laughs> then That's when, not a then good we business model. We, no, it's it sucked. And then what we did, we did some small improvements on the on the retention and the conversion. And then suddenly we were making 105 and still paying 100. So we made money on every customer. And and then we just sort of pumped up the volume and started to make a lot of money. Yeah, one of what the nice things about conversion improvement is it's really a self-funding activity. You're you're creating efficiencies that you can use to buy additional traffic or fund additional conversion improvement. And I, I think what, what I bring up a lot in, in my presentations is that a lot of sort of ordinary people are starting to see that happen because they've been buying AdWords traffic, Google AdWords traffic, relatively cheap, so to speak. And now those prices are going up. And basically, what our, people are starting to hit the roof on the, so they basically can't bid anymore without because they don't make any money on the traffic. And when their competitors are betting, you know, bidding twenty percent more, I mean, because Google is a winner takes it all game, they they don't get twenty percent more traffic; they get all the traffic. So right. So so basically, a lot of people in in other businesses they are seeing what I started to see in online gambling like five years ago, and I think that's a major reason why things are starting to move in this area right now. Yeah, I think the other um, reason that conversion improvement has taken a while to catch on is it's relatively easy to do traffic acquisition. I mean, you know, there's a well-defined set of things you do for pay-per-click. You do keyword research, then you set up your ad groups, you write a couple of lines of copy, and away you go after defining your bids. Um, and for conversion improvement, there are a lot of different skill sets involved from usability to copywriting to graphic design to psychology, testing and statistics. Would you agree with that? Is it just an inherently more complicated kind of activity? I often talk about the four most common misconceptions about uh, conversion optimization. And then I list that people think it's IT. People think it's usability. People think it's web design. And people think it's, hmm, let's, let's go again. I missed the fourth point. People, I often in my presentations talk about the four most common misconceptions about conversion optimization. And people think it's about web design. They think it's about uh, usability. They think it's about IT. And basically what happens is that it's, it's more than, it's all those combined. And, the, and on top of that, you also put testing. I think that's the, that's the, the component that has been added to the equation the possibility of te- to test your traffic with Google Website Optimizer and such. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, you know, it's um, asking somebody who, and watching their behavior is a lot more powerful than guessing at what they're going to prefer, which is how it's largely been done up till now. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's uh, we're going to take a. Uh, short commercial break here and uh, after we come back i want to dive down into a topic i know dear near and dear to your heart which is uh email conversion so we're going to be back after a word from our sponsors more lpo landing page optimization in just a moment our clients have earned over one billion dollars now it's your turn With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. 
And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today I'm talking with John Ekman, the cheap convert, not cheap, uh, chief conversionista uh, from Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, John, you know, before the break, we were talking, uh, I mentioned email conversion. Now, email has its own uh, set of challenges that other traffic acquisition channels don't. Uh, for example, it's a very bursty. You know, you drop to your mail list and then... Any traffic that comes back from it usually happens very quickly and then is gone. There are deliverability issues depending on who you send and uh, what internet service provider or email service provider you use. host of other things like that. Can you talk about some of the other issues with just email as a marketing mechanism? I, I got a presentation I make a lot called the top six email conversion mistakes nearly everyone makes. And it's basically the way, the way that you find out that almost everyone makes them, is that you just open your inbox and you just sort of screen it against these six mistakes that I talk about and you will see it's full of that stuff. And I think that the, the most important thing that people miss out is that they don't, they don't really understand, they don't focus on the fact that the, the subject line and the preview in the preview pane will determine if people will open the email or not. And there's very little focus here in the, I would say here in the Europe and Sweden, but I think that's mo- much more developed in the U.S. But the European situation is that people will drop email to their newsletter list just because, you know, some boss said that we should mail our people monthly and then they do that. <laughs> that's part of the thought about what to do, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty common. So, so uh, how should you, what are some what are, you know, thoughts for, for writing good uh, subject lines that will get read? Yeah, it's, that, that just kind of has to do with, you know, persuasive copy. I 
I think that, I don't know, Tim, if, if you look in your inbox, but uh, I would say close to 50% of what I get has this construction. News, this month's newsletter from XYZ, that, that's the subject line. So they're basically saying that they're sending me a newsletter, which it's pretty obvious because it's in my inbox. So <laughs> it should be a newsletter. So, so I, I don't know, what, what's your comment on that? Do, do you see that a lot? I see that a lot here in Sweden. Yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of generic. Uh, you're identifying the company you're getting it from, but it's nothing that grabs my attention, that's for sure. And, the, and then one of the things I talk about, too, is that uh, not a lot of people seem to think about the word newsletter is made up of two words, actually. And the first one of those two words is the word news. So you're actually trying to bring somebody something new. But people seem to just, they, they just sort of repeat plain old stuff which nobody really cares about. One of the things I did when I worked with, the, with one of the gambling sites is that I printed out the run of the last emails and I held them up in front of the staff and I said, take a look at these emails. I, let them, I showed them for like 10 seconds and I asked them, can you see the difference between any of these emails? And basically, they were, they had, the content was actually different, but they were so alike, so nobody could tell they were different from a, from a glance. And I, I told them basically, every time we reach one of our, uh, one of our members, we need to bring them something that they have never seen before. So, so since it's a time-based thing, since it's an event-based, um, you know, your decision when to write the, the newsletter or drop the email, it should always be unique and new. Yeah, oh, that should be your ambition at least. And I, one of the things, you know, the newspapers, they don't sit around and, like, you don't call a news desk yet, you know, 30 minutes before the deadline, and then they tell you, oh, I'm, there's not going to be a paper today because nothing happened. Because, <laughs> I mean, you need, to plan your, you need to plan your stuff, you need to plan your schedule, and then you basically need to create things that, that is interesting. And if you just put your mind to it, it's not that different, but... Uh, so people that work with with email and and attracting visitors to their sites with email, uh, they should think like like the news desks do, like the papers and the, and the, the TV channels. How do we create news? Okay, but is it something where you said you use the word create? Now I think a lot of people are sitting inside of companies and thinking, scratching their heads. Well, what have we done that's new? Does it necessarily even have to be? Is something that you as a company have done, or can it be news from other sources? Something that grabs the interest of the, the reader, basically. I mean, that's it. So, the, you know, it doesn't matter where you get it. You can borrow it. You can talk about the industry as a whole. You can talk about what your competitors are doing, as long as it's interesting. I think so, and I think a lot of, a lot of companies, they're not really good at, at understanding how their news fits into the bigger picture. And, and looking externally and see, you know, how they're influenced by the world and how they influence the world and, and try to work that into what they're communicating to their, to their um, subscribers. Okay, so, uh, so we talked about uh, the, the first problem with email, which is uh, doesn't get open because of boring subject lines. Uh, what are some other conversion mistakes that people make with email? I think one of the things is that that's basically a conversion rate optimization 101. It's that they don't maintain the sense from the email. So basically, you're, you basically drop an email to a lot of your subscribers, and then you put in links to your homepage and, or you know, some lame place on your, on your website, which doesn't actually carry the sense from the email to your site 
and and get somebody to do it, something on your site. And I, I also think that a lot of people don't they what they put in their emails and on the on those landing pages. They haven't thought so much about what they actually want people to do. Basically, first of course, they want people to read the email. But when they have read it, what what is the action that we want somebody who reads this stuff to do? Okay, so a lot of times there's really no clear call to action. Just click through and consume some content, maybe on the homepage or some other site. But so it sounds like you're talking about two separate things. One is having a clear call to action, and the other is creating kind of an alignment between the text of the email or the contents of the email and the landing page where they end up. So a, con- yeah. a sense of continuity and uh, connection between the two. Is that, is that yeah, kind of it? Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. And, uh, and, and I mean, the, the, the whole notion of, of scent is, um, is uh, you know, very much uh, discussed in conversion rate optimization from display advertising and from partner sites and from affiliate marketing. But, I see a lot of people that that screw up on this in terms of email marketing. They don't think so much about how do I how do I carry on the sense developed in the email to the landing page or to the site when when people come there and and then the second part not not knowing what they want people to do. I mean, if you're let's say that you're a, let's say you're a software developer and you send out a newsletter about a about a new function or a new feature or something like that. Sometimes you, you you get those kind of emails, but there's then when you arrive at the site or even read the the email, there's no call to action. You know, try this new feature. Talk to one. Talk to your key account manager about getting a demo. Schedule a demo. Uh, check out some videos on our site which shows the new features. Things like that. I see a lot of people don't don't even bother about thinking what what kind of action they want people to to do when they when they read it okay or to see that that action has any kind of business value um you know specifically what what you want them to do and how does that take you deeper into the sales funnel potentially or or closer to your ultimate conversion goals um doesn't have to be you know buy from us today that would probably be a little too aggressive wouldn't you agree yeah exactly it's i mean if if people if people are talking about engaging you know, engaging content, compelling content. Well, the the objective in, of engaging content is for people to engage, right? So uh, uh, basically, why don't you why don't you create some mechanisms where people can engage with your content? Very good. Yeah. So um, so kind of creating that, and then I also want to just talk about the sense of continuity as well, because there's a whole formal field of study in academia called information foraging theory. Peter. Uh, Paroli is probably uh, one of the foremost kind of proponents of this. And basically, in a nutshell, what it comes down to is uh, we're all busy and we're kind of scan and hunt for information. And as long as we feel we're getting closer to our goal, then we'll take another step forward. doesn't matter how many of those yeah. steps there are, as long as each one brings us closer to our goal. So I think one of the reasons that this information sent you're talking about gets dropped with email is the people that write the email don't have control of the website. They just have control of doing the email. And yeah. so they usually aren't, they're not kind of used to messing around with the site and changing content on it. Would, would you agree with that? Is it kind of siloed, the job function of email? No, definitely. Uh, it's because, I mean, when you're out there talking with, speaking to clients, uh, Tim, and I, I guess that you speak to some people that are in charge of the website. I, I, I guess that you would probably find that the people in, who are in charge of email marketing, they, 
they're in they're in they're in the basement or in the top floor of some other building or maybe the other part of the country. <laughs> uh, they just they don't they don't seem to meet. I don't know. You have to maybe they will ask you about the the email address to their colleagues. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, so I we, so we talked that about uh, that kind of uh, matching intent and uh, aligning the two. And I did any. You know, any traffic you land from an email campaign, it should have a smooth landing based on a page that the email campaign is influenced or is going to touch before you send the traffic. Other tips, uh, what other common mistakes do you see with email? We're going to come back after our break and uh, follow up. You told me there were six, so there's got to be four more if I'm doing my count right. But I also want to know why you're only – Eight years old. That's something we talked about earlier before we got on the air. So you sound like an experienced person. You're going to have to explain that one to me, John. Uh, We're going to be back after these words from our sponsors. This is Tim Asher, host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. From domains to digital marketing, social media to blogging, you can reach this broad audience by using what you're listening to now. Reach the thousands of internet marketers that download and listen live to the premier on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm with the Internet Marketing Channel. Our ad campaigns are fully integrated with multiple avenues of exposure from slick, effective 30-second commercials to detailed, informative 30-minute town hall meetings. Expose your products and services to listeners and podcasters of not just shows like Market Edge and Domain Masters, but anyone looking for ways to market their business with your product. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm to find out more. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2011 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 28, 2011. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2011 IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. 
And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, I'm talking to John Ekman from Conversionista. He's the chief conversionista. Uh, and, and John, just before the break, I mentioned that uh, you told me something very odd, that you just celebrated your eighth birthday. Yeah, I did. I, I, I didn't just celebrate. I celebrated it in March, on March 23rd. And, and the reason why I do this is that uh, eight years ago, I had a very horrible accident uh, skiing down in the French Alps, and I, um, for some reason, I lost consciousness, and I fell 600 vertical feet down a steep couloir, and I cracked my head uh, slightly open, and then I was helicoptered out of there. And um, it took me about a year in rehab and things to get back on track, but um, that's the reason why I celebrate my first birthday, which is the 21st of March, and my second birthday, which the which is the 23rd of March, and so I'm, I consider myself right now, I'm on, on bonus time. I, this is my se- the second part of my life, and I, I managed to get two kids since then, so I, I think I'm doing quite okay. <laughs> yeah, but I would say that uh, the, uh, the cracked open head might explain some of your views, unorthodox uh, views on things, so it might have uh, benefited <laughs> you in the business sphere as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. I, I guess a few years, when we get even better... Uh, you know, brain scanning and things like that. Maybe they will detect some odd stuff in my brain. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's talk, let's continue talking about email conversion. So, um, you know, tell us another common problem that you that you've seen with uh, email conversions. I think I, you said that I didn't cover all of the points. I, I basically, I didn't structure it point by point. So I basically covered actually all of them a little bit messed up there. But there's one that I didn't cover, and that. Uh, a lot of people don't spend basically the newsletter that's handled by the marketing department, something like that. And it's people there; they're they're familiar with copywriting and pictures and layout and you know call to action and stuff like that. But then there's another email, which is called a transactional email. There's often several of them, which says, uh, "Click here to activate your account, and this is your order. Thank you for your order. Thank you for subscribing to our newsletter." And these these are handled by the IT department, and they're usually like courier eight points, and it's just a garbled mess of, of text with with you know nothing that carries the brand or anything. And you can you could argue that it doesn't really matter, but the thing is that the open rate for transactional emails is very very high. It's usually you know seventy five percent or above even, whereas the open rate for newsletters that's pro- you know usually below one percent. So basically, this, the email which everyone reads, you don't care about that. And the email which no one reads, you have a whole team of people working with images and stuff like that. So that's a really big <laughs> Okay, so, so there's a, kind of two problems there. One is the misallocation of resources, but the other is really the fact that there's this hidden uh, high deliverability, high open rate, expected and welcome email that most people are ignoring. And like you say, it's usually... Um, the response is auto-generated, and you know, by a form fill or something, and that's why IT guys got involved. And to them, putting text on the page is enough. Uh, yeah. But the marketing folks haven't really even looked at those very important touch points, which are happening with engaged prospects, uh, often with clients already, with the ability to upsell and cross-sell them things. So it's a huge missed opportunity, isn't it, for marketing to ignore yeah. that? It, it's definitely and. That, that you need to do two things. You need to make it very clear 
what the action in the transactional email is about. Like, click this link, here is your product key. You, you really need to hi- highlight that, put a lot of white space around it so that people can see it. But on top of that, you can, you can put stuff like, click the link to activate your subscription. And after you activated it, why don't you read these case studies? Why don't you go and check the latest news on our website? Why don't you? They're, they're always yeah, or get, get this free download of whatever from our partner. Yeah, things, yeah, things like that. And it's, it's a good opportunity to, you know, just to build your brand. I mean, just there's some simple brand things you can put in. And if you make it an, you don't even have to make it an HTML mail. You can put in your, your tagline, your slogan, just some of the, when you, when you do the colors on the text, you can use your, your corporate profile colors in the email and things like that. Yeah, just simple bolding or coloring of text. But there's really not that much reason not to make an HTML version of the email as well. It's not that hard to slap a header and a footer on it and have it match your, the same shell that you're using to send out your email newsletters. But somebody just has to go to the trouble of loading that in to a dynamic email construction piece that's kind of behind the scenes on your website somewhere. Exactly. And there's, I mean, there's basically no cost involved. There's, it's, I mean, it's just simple formatting. And the only cost which is involved is to people to think about this and sort of do their jobs. But a lot of people miss out on it. I, I don't know. Maybe the situation in the U.S. is, is slightly better. But uh, here in Europe, Sweden in particular, a lot of people miss this. No, I think it's universally ignored, and it's a great point. It's very similar to what you should also be doing on your post-conversion pages, on your thank you pages in a in an e-commerce scenario, or your thank you page after you download something or sign up for something. Those pages are usually ignored as well. They might go to the kind of trouble of maybe filling in your name. You know, thank you, Tim, for signing up for our newsletter. You will be receiving it at Tim at SightTuners.com tomorrow. You know, they'll do simple personalization, but the page is ugly. The text is not thought out. It was probably written by uh, technical geeks, and uh, it doesn't really reflect well on your company. So I think point well taken. The same thing is happening in these kind of, uh, you know, touch point emails going out all the time. Well, 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 John, I'm afraid we're we're running close to our time here. Um, If folks want to get a hold of you or follow you, uh, what's the best way for them to stay in touch? I do most of the stuff I communicate with with people is on my Twitter handle, which is simply Conversionista. So I and uh, we'll spell that out. It's uh, if you could spell that out for folks, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. That's. That's basically the. Let me tell you just how I found the name. It's just I want to indicate the passion that there's a fashionista or a barista that makes coffee has. So I feel the same about way about conversion. So it's conversion plus ista, conversionista. Okay, conversionista. And do you have a blog that people should be following as well? Yeah, that's conversionista.com. Conversionista.com, look for the blog. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be at any upcoming shows uh, or events in Europe or the U.S.? Yeah, I'm, I hope to come to, to the wonderful conversion conference in, in San Francisco in this March. I really, really enjoyed that last time when I was there. And that's kind of really kick-started my career in this field. It's, uh, I'd love to go there again. Well, thanks very much. We hope to see you. That'll be in San Francisco, March 14th and 15th. Uh, get info at conversionconference.com. Uh, John, it's it's been a pleasure. Hope to have you back again uh, at some point in the future. And uh, 
happy eighth birthday and uh, keep on rocking the conversions in Sweden. Uh, this do. has been your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, here on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs>